Welcome to Abide's Sleep Meditations. I'm Tyler Boss. Today's meditation is brought to you by our partners at Life Audio. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Head over to lifeaudio.com now. Remember, you can have full access to all our sleep stories commercial-free. Just text ABIDE to 22433 for 25% off the app. Now, relax your mind and body as we hear tonight's sleep story. Hello, and welcome to this bedtime story from Abide. I'm Chloe, and it's wonderful to have you join me tonight for sweet communion. In this sleep meditation, we'll be gleaning wisdom from Brother Lawrence about communing with God. We'll be learning more about the delightful life we are invited into by Jesus as he enables us to dine with him and be in constant relationship with him. We don't need to come to his table at a certain place or a certain time or in a certain manner. We may come to him as we are. He wants it that way. We may dine with him and he with us on the mountain tops or in the valleys. In his kingdom, we are his children and he wants us to know him with the same depth that he knows us. That delights his heart to be known even as we are fully known. He has broken every dividing wall so that daily and even hourly communion with him could not be easier. The scripture that will be guiding our time tonight is from Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. Tonight, we'll be hearing about Brother Lawrence in the monastery kitchen as he used to peel potatoes with God's good pleasure and enjoy sweet communion and intimate friendship with the Lord. We'll be learning that we can do the same. Deep connection isn't just for the spiritual elite. He calls us to be his friends, day in and day out. Before we come to Brother Lawrence in his kitchen, let's get into a space so that you may experience the maximum level of comfort as you begin to fall asleep. Breathe in and out, deeply and slowly. Perhaps this is the first time in your day when you have taken several slow, fulsome breaths into your lungs. Imagine your lungs expelling 
any stagnant air from the day. What has been done has been done. What has not been done has not been done. And now you can rest in peace. Begin to scan your body for any areas where you may have collected tension and strain from the day. Start with your feet. Let them rest limp and loose. Release any tightness from your ankles and calves. As you breathe, let go of any strain you might be holding on to in your legs and hips and stomach muscles. Also in your back and in your shoulders. Inhale and exhale. Give the permission to relax to your neck and jaw, your cheek and brows and forehead. Slowly close your eyes. They've been working all day and now they can simply rest and relax. You are in the everlasting arms of your heavenly Father. Deuteronomy 33 verse 27 says, The eternal God is your refuge and dwelling place, and underneath are the everlasting arms. Breathe as you surrender all your cares to him. 1 Peter 5.7 in the Amplified Bible invites you to cast your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him. For he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Now, Your body is relaxed and your mind is calming down and your spirit is surrendered to the Lord. When you are ready, come to stillness and we will open in prayer. Wonderful Father God, I lift up the sleep of this most precious one to your tender care tonight. Watch over them as they rest and commune deeply with you. Thank you that they are safe and secure in your everlasting arms. Give them sweet slumber, Holy Spirit. Would you come with your peace-giving presence and guard their thoughts as they dream? May they commune with you even as they sleep. May their night visions be only of you and the things of your kingdom. Free their minds from all worry and fear. Lift away any burdens from their minds. Relieve them of any heaviness that is weighing them down, anything that is not theirs to carry. You are giving them only what is easy and light to hold. 
help them experience sweet fellowship with you tonight. In the unmatched name of Jesus Christ, Amen. First of all, let me recite our guiding scripture again, and then I'll share a few details about Brother Lawrence. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. The voice translation words Revelations 3.20 this way. Now pay attention. I am standing at the door and knocking. If any of you hear my voice and open the door, then I will come in to visit with you and to share a meal at your table, and you will be with me. Jesus is inviting us into sweet communion. For Jews in those ancient days, sharing a meal was a very significant act. It was a way of enjoying one of the most intimate forms of fellowship. Opening up your home to someone and sitting together at the same table, eating the same meal and sharing the same conversation was a demonstration of trust and oneness. It wasn't done with just anyone. It created bonds of friendship. Therefore, when Jesus invites you and me to open the door of our heart to him, he is asking if we will experience deep fellowship with him and commune as good friends. He wants to enter in as more than just an honoured guest. He wants to be our Lord and brother and friend. He wants nothing short of oneness with us. For him to abide in us and for us to abide in him. Brother Lawrence, a Carmelite monk from the 17th century, has some golden nuggets of wisdom about communion with God that we will learn from tonight. He is recorded to have said, There is no sweeter manner of living in the world than continuous communion with God. Brother Lawrence was born in what is now eastern France to a peasant family. As a 16-year-old, after gazing on a leafless tree in the middle of a battlefield, he had a revelation of God's ability to transform the human heart. After serving in the infantry during the European Thirty Years' War, he was wounded and became permanently lame. The sad events that he experienced during the war caused him to lean heavily into his religious upbringing. After a period of convalescence at his parents' home, 
he served as a footman for the treasurer of the King of France. At the time, he wrote describing himself as a great awkward fellow who broke everything. After his service as a footman ended, he sought spiritual fulfillment in the solitude of a hermit's life. And he decided to follow in the footsteps of his uncle, a holy Carmelite monk. At the age of 26, he entered the order of Carmelite monks in Paris as a lay brother and took the religious name Lawrence of the Resurrection. He spent the rest of his life with the Parisian community, where his primary assignments were working in the kitchen and, in his later years, repairing sandals. Despite his lowly position in life and in the priory, his character attracted many to him. He had a reputation for experiencing profound peace and visitors came seeking spiritual guidance from him. The wisdom he passed on to them, in conversations and in letters, would later become the basis for the book, The Practice of the Presence of God. This collection of his writings has been very well loved down the centuries since it was published by Catholics and Protestants alike. Father de Beaufort, who compiled the book, said of Brother Lawrence, Lawrence was open, eliciting confidence, letting you feel you could tell him anything. Once you got past the rough exterior, you discovered unusual wisdom, a freedom beyond the reach of the ordinary lay brother. He was an extraordinary man, filled with Christ-like selfless love and grace. These were the true signs that his constant communion with the Lord had gone deep. The fruit of his ongoing exchange with God was tangible. The love in his life, which can also grow in our lives, was nothing short of the abundant life of Jesus within him. He had soaked in the love of God through the Holy Spirit, and it oozed out of him. It was more than just theory or Bible knowledge. He had experienced an ongoing friendship and intimate bond with his Saviour. He once wrote these words in a letter. There is not in the world a kind of life more sweet and delightful than that of a continual conversation with God. Those only can comprehend it who practice and experience it. Beloved listener, Brother Lawrence is not a holier-than-thou monk with an unattainable connection with God. His life is on display in this sleep story tonight 
because he was just an ordinary man with an extraordinary God. We are all ordinary humans with an extraordinary God, and we can likewise experience this level of intimacy with the Lord. We may think that Brother Lawrence had infinite amounts of time solely dedicated to go into his closet to pray and worship and kneel before the Father day and night. However, the accounts of his life tell us that he was also a busy man. He believed that he could experience the presence of God not only while praying or reading the Bible, but also while peeling potatoes in the monastery kitchen or washing the dishes. He wrote, The time of busyness does not differ from the time of prayer, and in the noise and clatter of my kitchen, while several persons are at the same time calling for different things, I possess God in as great a tranquility as if I were upon my knees. This makes our ongoing communion with God so accessible. It doesn't need to be in a certain place or at a certain time or in a certain way. Jesus brought this revelation to the Samaritan woman at the well. John 4, 21-24 tells us, Woman, I tell you that neither is so. Believe this, a new day is coming. In fact, it's already here. When the importance will not be placed on the time and place of worship, but on the truthful hearts of worshippers. You worship what you don't know, while we worship what we do know. For God's salvation is coming through the Jews. The Father is spirit, and he is seeking followers whose worship is sourced in truth and deeply spiritual as well. Regardless of whether you are in Jerusalem or on this mountain, if you do not seek the Father, then you do not worship. Praise the Lord that we do not need to be in Jerusalem or on a particular mountain or in a particular church. We can worship Him and commune with Him anywhere, anytime. What grace he has bestowed on us. However, Brother Lawrence was honest enough to acknowledge that communing with the Lord in the hustle and bustle of everyday life was a challenge. But he would start out each day by asking God to be with him throughout the day. He asked God each day to direct his mind to his daily chores and to receive what he did as a gift to God. Everything we do each day can be an offering to God if we present it to him with a sincere heart. Paul writes beautiful words on this point to the Roman church in chapter 12 verse 1. 
So, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Offering our bodies to him as a living sacrifice is our true form of worship. So each day that we offer ourselves and all that we put our hands to at his feet, he is honored and glorified by our lives. Nothing is sweeter to him. As well as our worship, he longs for us to share our honest and open hearts with him. This is truly sweet communion. His master plan involves getting us back to the intimacy he shared with humans in the garden. A completely open and transparent relationship. Constant conversation. We will have this union in eternity, but God wants it to begin in this life on earth. Let us start now enjoying the way we intend to commune with him in heaven. One dictionary definition of the word communion is the sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings, especially on a mental or spiritual level. There is also the definition for holy communion, which means the service of Christian worship at which bread and wine are consecrated and shared. God wants us to not only remember Jesus' incredible sacrifice on the cross, where he poured out his life like a drink offering for us, but he also wants the exchange of intimate thoughts and feelings on both mental and spiritual levels with us, a volley of love and connection, him to us and us to him, from now into eternity. He wants to be saviour and friend, father and intimate companion. Jesus tells us about another level to this communion in John 6. He describes himself as the bread of life. From verse 48, he says to the crowd, I am the bread that gives life. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness, and they died, as you know. But there is another bread that comes from heaven. If you eat this bread, you will not die. I am the living bread that has come down from heaven to rescue those who eat it. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. The bread that I will give breathes life into the cosmos. This bread is my flesh. I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, 
you will not know life. If you eat my flesh and drink my blood, then you will have eternal life, and I will raise you up at the end of time. My flesh and blood provide true nourishment. If you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will abide in me, and I will abide in you. The Father of life who sent me has given life to me. And as you eat my flesh, I will give life to you. This is bread that came down from heaven. I am not like the manna that your fathers ate and then died. If you eat this bread, your life will never end. This was very mysterious for the hearers at the time, and it still takes the Holy Spirit to illuminate the mystery to us today. May he speak to us and reveal to our hearts the truth of what Jesus is saying. What we can understand is that he desires us to eat and drink of his life and love. That means receiving his nourishment continually. Notice that Jesus didn't say he was cake or caviar. He is not just a delicacy for rare special occasions. He wants to be our daily bread. Bread is an ordinary food and a staple to most cultures and nations, especially in ancient times. He wants us to commune with him and receive his life into us many times a day. At least three times a day, with many snacks in between. Just as we cannot go without food for long, without getting weak and often hangry, we cannot flourish without daily imbibing the life and love of Jesus into our very beings. When Jesus was tempted by Satan in the wilderness, he rebuffed the tempter by quoting Deuteronomy. It is written, Man does not live by bread alone. Rather, he lives on every word that comes from the mouth of the Eternal One. We receive true life and sustenance from Jesus, and he has made himself so accessible that we can open up the door of our heart to him every hour of the day, wherever we are, and commune with him. Precious child of God, whether you are sweeping the floors, hanging out the laundry, unpacking the dishwasher, dropping off the kids at school, or doing the grocery shopping, you can commune with him. Yes, it can take a bit of discipline to put aside the many forms of distraction, but it's not impossible. Nothing is impossible with God, and you have his help. 
his very present help. May you understand afresh that he longs for the sweet communion far more than even you do. And the experiences of Brother Lawrence can really be a word of hope and encouragement for us tonight. In the middle of the many distractions that constantly surround us, we can also learn to sense the presence of God in everything that we do. If Brother Lawrence did it, so can we. The Spirit of God indwells us, and we are one with Him. So He will make His presence tangible to us. He will help remind us to eat and drink of the life of Jesus. Our Saviour's words in John 14, 26 encourage us of this. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. The Holy Spirit wants to nourish us with food that lasts. In John 6:27, Jesus says, Don't spend your life chasing food that spoils and rots. Instead, seek the food that lasts into all the ages and comes from the Son of Man, the one on whom God the Father has placed his seal. He will give us true and lasting sustenance as we seek him. We just need to open the door when we hear his knock and invite him to dine with us as many times in the day as we remember. So, precious listener, may your ears be sensitive to his knock and attentive to his voice as he stands at the door of your heart. He longs for sweet communion with you each and every day. As we draw this story to a close, I will pray a blessing over you with the words of 1 John 1.3 from the voice translation. What we saw and heard, we pass on to you so that you too will be connected with us intimately and become family. Our family is united by our connection with the Father and his Son, Jesus, the Anointed One. Amen. And finally, precious one, may the grace of the Lord Jesus, the Anointed, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit remain with you.